everything's connected to everything. And so why wouldn't those two systems tell us the same information? Welcome to Supernormalize, the podcast where we challenge the conventional, break boundaries, and normalize the supernatural. Join me, CJ, as we explore the uncharted realms of existence and unravel the mysteries of our universe. If you have an unusual knowledge or unique story you'd love to share, reach out to me directly at supernormalized at proton.me. Let's make the supernatural the new normal. Today, we welcome to the show Cindy Van Arnhem a remarkable individual who is deeply passionate about helping healers and online coaches eradicate spiritual poverty to create 10K months. With a background as a project manager and virtual assistant, Cindy brings a unique blend of strategy, spiritual awareness to support her clients. She bridges the gap between worlds, helping you solidify a sustainable plan that combines all of your modalities into a cohesive offer that sells. Cindy is a conscious channel for the Book of Life and the Universal Law of Divine Timing, a master quantum numerologist and the host of Life at Full Blast podcast. If you're seeking guidance to find your truth, integrity and authentic voice, Cindy Van Arnhem is here to help you to bring your true magic to life. Before we start, dear listener, I'd just like to make a small request. I truly appreciate your company on this audio journey. And if you're enjoying Supernormalize, I kindly ask for your support in reaching more curious minds like yours. Please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on your podcast app and your rating will help us gain visibility and show the algorithms that this conversation is truly worth sharing. Also share your love of the show with your friends and let them know how much you enjoy Supernormalized. Thank you for support. On with the show. Welcome to Supernormalize, Cindy Van Arnhem. So, I'm very interested to know, Cindy, I, I looked at your profile and all of your information that you had around yourself and your website, and wow, it seems like you're doing some very inspiring work there. What inspired you to become passionate about helping others and online coaches eradicate spiritual poverty and create 10K months? How did that come mm-hmm. about? <laughs> well, I think that the whole spiritual healing industry has done us a dis- disservice over the last few years, where it's become more about meditating in the backyard and being in the feminine, which I think is important, but we've forgotten to take action too. Yes. And I think there's a lot of this misconception that it's not okay to make money, it's not okay to be in business, it's not okay to, you know, want things in this material space. And I say we're here to play in this material world Mm. and i think that when when good people such as healers coaches make a lot of money they do a lot of good in the world yeah absolutely absolutely it does seem like that we've been um, coached towards the idea of passivity when we actually really do need to start taking some action because otherwise nothing changes yes you gotta meet (laughs) the universe halfway (laughs) (laughs) okay so how does your um uh, background as a project manager and virtual assistant contribute to your unique supporting your clients 
Yeah, absolutely. So what I find in with my uh, my niche, I suppose, is that technology can be a little scary. And I started my business as a virtual assistant working with technology. So to me, it comes naturally. Yeah. And so I actually just create all the workflows and the systems and screen share videos and make it super simple for people. Um, I'm very good at simplifying things. So I make it really easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it sounds like you provide a technology solution as well. It was a part of your work. Yeah, a little bit. I don't do a lot of the tech pieces. In fact, I'm, I am a huge advocate that if you're an online coach, you don't need a website. Now, I realize I'm a hypocrite because I have a website. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to make money in the online space, you do not need a website. I, in fact, know several seven-figure coaches who don't have a website right now. Okay, so they're working through other methods like social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. fastest path to revenue is sales. So if you are yeah, exactly. promoting marketing yourself correctly in the online and offline space, yes. what you want to do is make sales, not build a website. Sometimes building the website can be a distraction for actually going what you do, what you need to do. Yeah, that's right. It can be a bit of a red herring where you actually get caught up in all of the technology and all the bits and pieces and making everything work yeah. together. And like, I'll soon get that done and then I can do this, but. Right. Yeah, just go sell now and then hire somebody to do your website for you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Make make the money and get them to do it. <laughs> okay. So uh, how do you bridge the gap between worlds and uh, help your clients to solidify sustainable plans that can bodies into cohesive efforts? Yeah, so I am a master numerologist and a certified universal laws coach. So I've gone deep off down the rabbit hole of the spiritual journey, but I'm also very grounded in this material world. And because I'm good with technology, I'm a ruling number four, which is all about like grounded, stable, foundational, physical world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm able to bring a lot of those pieces together and help people unite that into a foundational business that works. Right, right. And so uh, what's the difference between quantum numerology and regular numerology? Yeah, so you could go and Google the four and find some really cool information. But quantum numerology is very intuitive. So it's an intuitive science where we're actually speaking with the different frequencies of energy that the yeah. number carries. It's not, yeah, you know, you can get some really cool information off of Google, but if you work with an intuitive reader, uh, you get much more depth, you get more information. There's so much more that comes through with us because we're tapping into the quantum field to pick up on that collective information. Right, right. So you, as a part of your work, you obviously do that for people, but do you teach them to be able to do that for themselves as well? Not so much, no. Um, I I've dabbled with thinking about it, but right now it's not a focus to teach people how to do it. I really yes. just look at their charts and help them guide themselves through it. Okay. 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 How does one master the self considering these understandings that you've actually found through your work? Yeah, it all comes down to what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And our human capacity to feel the full spectrum of emotion has been ignored for a long, long time. We're just supposed to feel grateful and cover up all those angry, sad feelings with a Band-Aid of gratitude. And so I actually teach people to acknowledge every emotion that we're feeling so that we can then let those emotions go and move it through the body so that then we can change our thoughts and how we're approaching life. And so really it's about managing your thoughts and managing your emotions and choosing the experience that you want to have versus being at the whim of outside circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That plays into the, the uh, question that I'm going to ask next. So you mentioned as, um, as a part of your work, the importance of breaking free of addiction 
And uh, can you tell us more about how you came to realize the importance of this and how you explore that with your clients and helping them make change? Yeah, well, us humans, we're addicted to everything. (laughs) (laughs) Certain thought patterns. Um, I have a history of being an ex-cocaine addict. I was an ex-cocaine, I was a cocaine addict for three years in my early 20s. And, you know, that was a big addiction, but I see the addictions happening with scrolling Facebook. I see the addictions happening with, you know, I got to check my bank account every single day because I've got to control it and figure out what's going on in there. I see the addictions showing up with Netflix binges, right? It's everywhere. And when we can recognize those patterns, we can then, using our thoughts and emotions, choose to pivot the pattern so that we can create better results for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. It does seem like distraction is the name of the game for reality right now. And um... oh my gosh. <laughs> I used to be so bad at that. I would, when I first started my business, I would scroll Facebook pretending that I was working and I oh. convinced myself that scrolling Facebook was work, but I wasn't making any money and I couldn't add up the two. So <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Right. I know what you mean. Exactly. Twitter does that to me sometimes. And like, I'm like, <laughs> I get into it and like, oh, yeah. And then half an hour later, I'm like, what the hell just happened? Right? Where'd that time go? <laughs> <laughs> and there's no benefit to it whatsoever. <laughs> there is if you're intentional about it and you go in. I'm a huge advocate for using social media to build your business. Yeah. But if you're intentional about it and using social media as a tool to support your business instead of a distraction, total different game. That's right. But if you're using it to distract yourself, it's not healthy. Well, often when you use it to distract yourself, you don't realize using it to, to distract yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So you've mentioned um, uh, the book of life. What is the book of life to you? What does that mean? The book of life is a deck of playing cards, actually. Oh, so- okay. Yeah, so it's got multiple different names, but I work with a system of numerology that is from ancient Egypt or further back. We're not quite sure how far back it goes. There is school of thought that it came from Atlantis, um, but it is all based on the deck of playing cards. And so, I mean, it is a rabbit hole that you could go and explore for 20 years and never understand the whole system. I'm going to look into this book of life story with the numerology. I mean, it sounds like something somebody should really get right into the meat of and find the actual history of and turn that into a book So there's only one book available right now around, well, there's a couple of books, but it's based off in someone's interpretation, but there's one book that um, a man was allowed to go into some of the secret libraries and read some of the ancient texts. And so he was able to write one book about it and it's quite complex and the math is insanity. I, I, I look at it like, Oh, it's like calculus. It's crazy. Um, but (laughs) most of the information is being hidden in secret libraries because they don't want us to have this information. Yeah, for sure. And the way that I work with the system, there's only about a thousand of us on the planet that do what we do. It's pretty, yeah. But if you ever look up the deck of cards, it's fascinating. So the deck of cards is the book of life. It is referred to in the book of revelations in the Bible. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty, and so each of the suits represents one of the seasons. So the hearts is spring, the clubs is summer, the diamonds is the fall when you're coming into the harvest, and then the spades is the winter when you're going within and being more spiritual. And if you add up all the numbers in the cards plus the Joker, you get three hundred and sixty-five. Oh, it's wild. Like okay. there's so many rabbit holes. When I first started reading about it, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do a lot of that mathematics yourself? Like, um, you know, by, oh, no. are you, you no. got to code it up somewhere? 
<laughs> I uh, I always laugh. I say I love numbers. So I don't love maths. I use a calculator for everything. That gets ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. No, I, it does sound like something that you could actually uh, get a com- computer programmer to write up for you. And yeah, the there is actually software for for the cards that makes it a little easier for us. But I actually like doing a lot of the card work by hand and just mm. like. Because I feel more connected to it than you are with a piece of software, right? The technology kind of pulls you out of it. Um, But yeah, I read the cards. I read people's charts. I can look at future forecasting. I can look at past events. Um, When my dad passed away when I was 16 and I was able to go and look at his chart and it Mm. brought so much peace to me to be able to see those influences and why he had to leave. Mm. And so Mm. I help people with those types of transitions as well, all sorts of stuff. Right, right. So it actually assists you in seeing um, what you could say is cast fate in people's lives and not to be a a slave to it. You know, you can actually, even though though things are going to happen, you can actually move through them. Exactly. And you know how to navigate it. So I use this system deeply in my work with my clients because Mm. I help, I do monthly forecasts, I do weekly forecasts so that you know the energy collectively that we'll be experiencing. And then you can like move your calendar around if you know you're going to need a little extra space or you know which (laughs) day get stuff done. It's productivity day, right? Brilliant. Brilliant. Have you actually found that there's a part of your work with the, um, uh, this divine timing that you've discovered through the book of life? Uh, have you found it actually aligns with astrology? It does. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, cool. Part of the system that I use is connected with the planets. Um, and it does definitely, I'm not, I'm not familiar with astrology all that much, but mm-hmm. it definitely connects. And when I hear us, us astrological readers, <laughs> yes. astrology readers, when I hear their forecasts, when I hear what they're saying, I'm like, oh, that totally adds up with the numbers too. Yeah. I think that everything's connected to everything. And so why wouldn't those two systems tell us the same information? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is all divine timing. And yeah. you've you discovered this over time yourself. How? <laughs> well, I had a mentor that taught me the cycle of d- divine timing. Um, there are six stages to divine timing. And when I started to really study it and pay attention to it, you see it happen in every experience in your life. And I've actually tried to trick it to see if it wouldn't work. And it totally yeah. worked anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you try to trick it? That's oh my gosh. So serious. I tried to, so I ran an online summit um, in my community back in January of this year, 2023. Yeah. And as I was doing that, I had 10 other people come in to do workshops. And all 10 of them had studied divine timing. They know the six stages of the divine timing cycle. But I thought, you know, organizing 10 different workshops in the order of divine timing just feels too hard for me. And so I said, you know what, just book your spot, do whatever type of workshop you want. It does not have to be in order. Yes. It was in order. (laughs) (laughs) I had an experience like that. Uh, One of my friends um, said to me, can you make a a one and a half hour animated video for our uh, a talk I'm going to give and another guy is going to do the music to it, but you guys don't know each other and you're not going to hear it. Just do it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. We we did it and all of the pieces just tied together at the end when we all just overlaid. And I was like, what the, how did that possibly happen? You know, it took yeah. me six months to put that together and I had no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I, had an, I had an idea of what the talk was about, but it worked. Yeah. <laughs> the universe is infinite in its wisdom. It just knows how to put shit together. 
<laughs> definitely does. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here talking to each other right now, probably. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, how does your ex- expertise as a master quantum numerologist enhance your ability to guide and support your clients? Mm. Yeah, you know, I think we've a lot of people have separated the business from our lives. And so when we're working in our business, we all of a sudden think we need to be someone else. But I think that our business is an expression of who we are. And so when we look at our charts, when we look at the influences that we carry, we can start to see how our magic shows up in our work and how, like, I, for example, I know I'm, I'm as a ruling number four and a five of diamonds, I know that I'm very good at the physical material stuff, but I'm also always looking to make it better, to always shift it and change it and make it different. And so with that, I can support my clients in helping them make their products and services better, helping them bring together their signature offers helping them to up-level their own sense of self-worth by looking at their money story and all sorts of things. So I know that that's how my magic shows up. And I do the same thing with my clients by looking at their charts. I can tell them where their magic is and show it to them. And Mm. so it helps you to just really understand yourself on a really deep level. Right. So you're saying their magic, you mean like their abilities and their um, methods towards intending towards the future that they want? Yeah. So it's not necessarily about their modalities or anything else. Nobody's buying a modality. You don't go out to specifically buy a Reiki session. You're going out to buy something to make you feel better. Right. Yeah. And so when I'm looking at a human, I don't see you as your modalities, your certifications, your business or your relationships. You are this like magical human being who has the ability to create whatever you desire. Mm -hmm. And so when we can look at your chart, we can start to pull out what that is and make it make sense for you. Okay. Okay. So what are the six stages of divine timing you mentioned before? And can we go into those and how does people actually activate those for their business growth? Absolutely. My favorite topic. (laughs) (laughs) So the six stages of divine timing, it's a circle. So we don't really have a starting point, but we choose to start with awareness. Say, for example, I'll use the example of creating sustainable revenue in your business. So maybe you don't have that right now and you'd like to experience that. So you have this awareness that you want to experience sustainable uh, revenue. So you're thinking about it. You're curious about it. You're playing with ideas. You're like, hmm, I wonder what maybe I could start a business. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I could put out this offer. So you're just kind of curious in the awareness stage. And you're not meant to actually make a lot of decisions in that place. It's a time for curiosity, for childlike wonder, for trying new things. Uh, Don't sign up for a year-long gym membership. Just try one class, that kind of thing. And then you move into the second stage of divine timing, which is acceptance. And this is the part that most people like to skip over because it's the part where we've got to feel our feelings. So all the shame, the guilt, the blame, why don't I have sustainable revenue? I feel separate from that sustainable revenue. And so we need to acknowledge and face those emotions and come into a place of acceptance of what is. My current reality does not have sustainable revenue. And I accept that that's the case, but I also accept that I can create it. So there's some feeling stuff that needs to happen there, which most Mm. people like to skip over. And then we move into the third stage, which is where a lot of people also skip over, which is self-responsibility. So this is where the rubber kind of hits the road. We think that if we just decide we're going to, or if we have an awareness that we're going to do something, and then we just go and start taking action. 
Well, we've got to feel our feelings and then we have to make a decision that we're going to experience it. And that decision isn't just in the mind. It's on a cellular level. You know, when you ever have those moments where you decide you're going to do something and your whole body just lights up and you're like, yeah, Yeah, that's what you need to experience in self-responsibility. And it's about making a decision for yourself, Mm. pulling up the adult pants and deciding I'm going to experience sustainable revenue. Yes. Then you move into the fourth stage, which is activation. Now in activation, you're doing the thing. You're, you decided that you were going to create the sustainable revenue. And so now it's time to take action and to do the thing that's in front of you. But here's where people trip up. I'm going to write a to-do list of 52 million things, and then I'm going to reverse engineer it and control the whole process. And I'm just going to work until I die. (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to just trust the nudges, follow the breadcrumbs, do what the next thing is. And really allow the universe to show up in co-creation with you. And so you'll get those weird little nudges where you're like, reach out to this person or, you know, go for a walk in the park and you end up meeting somebody really cool that helps you to do something in your business. And so it's about following those breadcrumbs and trusting the nudges and not necessarily trying to project manage something. (laughs) Ironic, I come from that background. (laughs) (laughs) So once you've done enough of the right things, the things that are right in front of you to activate this decision that you've made, you then move into the fifth stage of divine timing, which is momentum. And here's where people might sabotage because you've been doing things and it's been pretty cool. And then all of a sudden your calendar is filling with sales calls and you're busy and you're putting out an offer and every and next thing you know, you're working 14 hour days and it's too busy and I can't handle this and it's too much money. And now you ah, and we freak out and we forget to shower and forget to eat. And we either do one of two things. We hit the brakes and stop it and sabotage because it's too much. We can't handle so much goodness. Yeah. Or we just keep going and we create the thing, the sustainable revenue. Yes. Momentum's not meant to last, though. So, so many of us think, oh, I just want to be in that flow, that momentum. It's not meant to be sustainable. And so mm. there's the sixth stage of divine timing, which is transmutation, where you've become the person who makes a consistent sustainable revenue. And this is a time where all of a sudden your calendar empties and you're out in the garden and you're meditating and you're like, why am I not busy? What have I done wrong? Oh my God, I should be doing something. No, you're meant to be honoring (laughs) the journey and celebrating that you became this person who now has sustainable revenue. And then back you go into the cycle again. You then become aware that, okay, I've got that foundation of sustainable revenue. Now let's hit 20K this month. Right. And back you go into the cycle again. Yes. That makes so much sense. You know, (laughs) know, the universe, um, you know, ebbs and flows with a chaos sort of pattern. I've worked in businesses many times before and and found that, um, yeah, it's just sometimes it's flat out and sometimes it just is not. Right. And then we judge ourselves when it's not flat out that we're not doing enough, that we're not taking enough action when we're meant to be quiet and going within. Mm. And then when it's so busy, we start judging ourselves that we're not taking care of ourselves and we're too, we're going to burn out. And yeah, <laughs> our brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think uh, sometimes our own personal feedback needs to be put in a check. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Right, right. Okay. So what are the most important things or the three most important things to know as an online entrepreneur? 
Mm. Well, in my opinion, you need three things. Number one, you need self-mastery. You need to know who you are. Otherwise, you're going to get caught up in all the noise and do what everybody else tells you to do and burn out because you'll be exhausted with trying to fit yourself into someone else's shoes. So you need to know who you are, but you also need to know how to manage your emotions, manage your thoughts. This entrepreneurial journey, it isn't always rainbows and kittens. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've got two kittens, so it kind of is, but it's usually a bit of a roller coaster ride. And I think it's the one quote unquote job where we really grow and expand. It's the one place where we're going to have to test our limiting beliefs. We're going to have to stretch our comfort zone. And if you don't have the tools to navigate that, they say 80 to 90% of online coaches quit within the first year. Because they don't have self-mastery and they don't have a proper marketing plan. That's pretty much it. So self-mastery is number one. Number two, consistent, clear messaging. Now, I'm an advocate for using social media for your business if you're in the online space. So I say post to social media every day, once a day. But that doesn't mean you're just throwing up a stupid meme or posting fluff content. It's got to be your expression, your truth, the hmm. the things that you stand for. You've got to stand out from the crowd with your authenticity. Yes. Yes. And yes. so I teach people how to do that, how to show up and express themselves, not only on social media, but in their marketing, in their sales conversations, all of these things to be able to express themselves authentically. So it's coming off as real, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the, in the online coaching industry. And I don't stand for that. Hmm. The third thing you need is you need a plan. <laughs> I see so many people throwing up one up one off offers, panicking at the end of the month. I need to bring in some money, uh, winging it, like literally throwing spaghetti at the wall in the hopes that something will stick because they don't have a rinse and repeat system that just brings in the income and the clients over and over and over again. So I help people build the plan. Mm, wow, that's really good information. Um, yeah, I I can say that um, with myself and social media. For example, I sometimes think, well, okay, I'm just going to blast out these 500 posts and um, hope for the best. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So (laughs) what you want to be doing is showing up consistently. So when your audience sees your content, if you're posting once a day consistently, day after day after day, it's showing to your clients and your potential clients Mm. that you show up that you are consistent and you are trustworthy. In marketing, we call it the Uh, no like and trust trust factor, right? So I need to get to know you. So share content that showcases who you are, that talks about what you value and what you don't stand for, talks about what makes you amazing as a coach or whatever it is you're doing, right? And showcases your expertise in your industry. So throwing up a meme or some funny cat video isn't really going to do that. You need to showcase your expertise. So that's one piece of it. But uh, another thing that I used to do is I used to think, because the Brendan Burchards of the world tell you, you need to post to social media like 15 times a day. And dear God, who has time for that? But what I found (laughs) was posting too much content saturated my feed and I got less engagement. Yeah, so posting right. once a day is the sweet spot. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I post currently about five or six per day and it's um, on random times. And um, yeah, I do get quite a lot of engagement, but um, no sales for myself yeah. at the moment. So, but, you know, I, I think it's a matter of changing the way that is pitched 
both from what, from what you're saying, which is very interesting to hear. So I mm. appreciate that information. So, um, right. So in your role as a business social, oh, sorry, in your role as a spiritual business strategist, what are some key insights and strategies you offer to help your clients find their truth, integrity, and authentic voice? And I think the key mm. there is authentic, really. Right. Yeah. So I work with their charts deeply. I help them to understand who they are. We pick out strengths and skills and things like that. And we pull together what I call a signature offer. It's about pulling all of the magic that you are into this offer that isn't a $100 workshop. It's not just this one-time thing that you throw up. It's not spaghetti thrown at the wall. It is something that is a transformational offer. And I use the law of divine timing to help you pull that offer together. So all of my clients come out at the other end of my program with a offer that not only is based on universal law, but it's also in the rhythm of divine timing. So when they walk their clients through it, whatever modalities they're using, the client comes out the other end having changed, having become the person that they want to be. Mm. So I use that a lot in what I do. And I also teach emotional mastery. I teach you how to manage the monkey mind. Right. What techniques do you use to do that? So I have a course based on divine timing, of course, (laughs) (laughs) that I walk people through. It's it's a 10-segment course, and it's part of my whole big program. It's basically, if you want to work with me, you've got to take this piece because I Mm. think it's so crucial in the online space to know this. Um, it's a uh, it's a whole schwack of multiple modalities pulled together into a course that is based on divine timing. Shocking, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, a lot of this sounds like I mean that you, you are touching a lot of things on a lot of things to do with um, timing, spirituality, intuition, and everything. I mean, I'm on video with you here, and I see Boss Witch is a little title you have there, and also your cat was called Mars. What mm-hmm. sort of magical realms are you working in? Are you actually also a magic practitioner? I am, yes. yes. So <laughs> okay. I love playing with energy. I love working with energy. And I bring that into everything that I do. And so I guess I don't really talk about it much because I just feel like everything's energy. And so, of course, it would be included. Yes. Um, but yeah, I teach people to work with energetic frequencies in their own body. We're, our physical body is magical, what it can do, the power that we have available to us. And so I teach people a lot of uh, mental, like mind-heart coherence, bringing your body into coherence, and then using the heart as a projector for what you want to create, uh, law of attraction, all that fun stuff. I do play with that a lot. I just... You know, guys, sometimes I take it for granted just because everything's energy. So, of course, we're working with energy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Wow, okay. And have you been doing uh, practical magic sort of work as a part of your work for a long time? Yeah, I think I've been really using it for probably the last five or six years. Um, it's interesting. When I first came into my business as a virtual assistant, uh, I had never meditated in my life. Um, I had read the Bible front to back and the Quran front to back. I was deeply interested in the spiritual realms, but I had never really gone into it and discovered what it was for myself until about six years ago. And then I, <laughs> down the rabbit hole, I went. <laughs> yeah, right. So was there a, like a, a culminating event that actually led to that? Uh, yeah, so I was actually part of my schooling and education as a project manager. I was becoming an event um, promoter. And in that part of our job was to go and volunteer at different events. 
I didn't want to be an event promoter halfway through school. I was like, I don't actually want to do this. And so I started my business while I was in college. And as I was doing that, I went to an event where I, there was 150 women of my target market in the room. And I literally built my business on the backbone of that event. And I walked out of the room with seven new clients. It was awesome. Um, but at that event, I met a woman who I'm no longer connected to, but she became my spiritual mentor for six years or so. And yes. she's the one who taught me the numerology, the ancient Egyptian numerology. She taught me the universal laws, all of the divine timing cycle. She taught all of that to me over the course of the years. And we've gone our separate ways now, but uh, yeah, I learned a lot from her. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. So that was a big life-changing sort of event and you were... Uh grab the bull by the horns, so to say, and ran with it. Yeah. And this is where you are now. Yeah. I mean, at the time I was burnt out. I was in adrenal fatigue. I grew up on a farm. So work ethic was ingrained in who I was. And so I just had the belief that if I just worked harder, I would somehow break through the money gap that I had. Mm. And it wasn't working. <laughs> I was living PayPal to PayPal, borrowing from the bank of mom. I was broke. And this woman said to me, I'll never forget. She said to me, you know, if you meditated, you'd make more money. And I kind of went, what? I don't believe <laughs> you. But I thought, what do I have to lose? Like, I'm not getting exactly. anywhere with what I'm doing. So I can't lose. So I gave it a try. And sure enough, I made more money. That's one of the number one recommendations that I say to everyone too, is they, if they're talking about anything in their life being a bit of a knot, I say, you should try meditation. You don't have to do anything difficult. It's just a matter of stopping. Yeah, just slow down. Let the universe do its thing. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, yeah. Pull back and just be with yourself and be with the moment and uh, find your way into that. I mean, there's so many tools out there now. It doesn't have to be you sitting alone in a room and being quiet. It could be even sitting with a podcast on that actually is a guided meditation. Yeah. Do do what you need to, but um, learn how to stop. Yes, yes. <laughs> the sacred pause so important. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the only way other things can pop in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tell me more about your Life at Full Blast podcast and how that is mm-hmm. focusing on empowering individuals. Yeah, yeah, that podcast has been such a project, a passion project. So it actually started off as Rebel Radio way right. back. So it's four and a half, almost five years ago now. Wow. Um, everybody and their dog told me you need to plan a podcast out by at least a year. You need a marketing plan. And here's me. I'm just like, I, don't, I just want to start a podcast. Like, <laughs> no big deal. So yeah. two weeks later, Rebel Radio was born. And Rebel Radio was um, conversations with guests. I was interviewing guests and really talking about emotional mastery, being in the online business space. And that ran for four years. What was interesting in this first seven months, a conglomerate picked it up in the United States and it went global. It's in every country in the world, except North Korea. When I get in there, I will know we have saved the world. (laughs) (laughs) But then last year, as I was separating myself from this previous mentor that I had, I realized there was a lot of things that needed to come into play. And I decided to rebrand and I decided that I had a voice and I, I had something to say. So I stopped putting guests on the show. I rebranded it to be the Life at Full Blast podcast. And I do it based on numerological influences. So I record every week. I look at the week ahead and look at the numbers and the energies that we're going to be experiencing. And then I record it based on that, but I don't talk about the numbers. And so 
I'm a, I'm a huge motivational speaker. I'm like the rah, rah, rah. I'm a, such a cheerleader and I can get pretty like, <laughs> my, my clients know I can push buttons really well. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's kind of this motivational think of things from a different perspective show. It's about 15 minutes. Uh, there's three segments to it. So it's broken up into different segments. It's based on the numerological influences, but it's mostly a motivational mindset type of show for healers and online coaches. I'm definitely subscribing. That's cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I've never heard of anything like that in the way of, um, you know, being put together as a podcast. That's very, very cool. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, people don't, I, it's funny, I've never actually s- said out loud that I do it that way, but it makes it really easy for me to create content. When I just look at the numbers, I'm like, oh, I just need to say that. Easy. Yeah, just talk about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh Life has been challenging over the last number of years, and I'm sure that because of your work, you've discovered helpful techniques or tips that you might like to share to help people get on through and and uh, through the ongoing seemingly sudden changes, which we're all experiencing almost daily. Um, what do you recommend just as, a, as some basic tips there? Number one, turn off the news. Just stop watching it. Um that would be the biggest one. And by that, I mean, literally shut out the noise. It's so noisy out there. Mm -hmm. And if you, it's like whatever you're focused on, right? So if you're sitting and you've got the news on, even in the background, you're subconsciously programming yourself with what may or may not be true. And we don't really know for sure. There's no way of proving that any of it's accurate. And so just turn it off, spend more time journaling, spend more time with God universe, spend more time just sitting in your garden and staring off into the bliss, like, and really spend time with your relationships of what's most important to you. So, you know, your kids, your family, I spend time with money because money loves me and I love money. Spend time doing what you love and don't worry about what's happening out there because it's really got nothing to do with you in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, before you were talking about um, reading books um, that actually helped you and you said you read the, the Bible and also the Quran. So you have some sort of faith that you've built for yourself, all of this? Yeah, I do. I wouldn't, I'm not a religious person in any way, but I Mm. definitely know that there is a higher connection. I don't even really know how to explain it. How do you describe a feeling like that? Right. But I know that there are times when magic just unfolds and you're in awe at how it came to be. I know just even just saying that my whole body just went into goosebumps, right? Like those are the types of things that happen where I'm like, that's not just a meat suit that I'm walking around in. There's so much more and you can sense it and you can feel it. And, you know, like when I was walking with my boyfriend the other night and we hadn't had a conversation. He'd just gotten home from work and we went out for a walk. And literally at the same time, we turned and looked at each other and said the exact same thing. Like Uh, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. It's it's being tuned in. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I believe in, I suppose you would call it the oneness, the universal law of one. I believe that we are all connected in this quantum spider web that we live in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I believe that too and uh, have lived that for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. So tell us where my audience can find you and your work. Yeah, well, I'm obviously on social media everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) If you just Google Cindy Van Arnhem, you'll find me. But Full Blast Coaching, my website, (laughs) the one that I say you don't need, um, is the place to find everything you need to know about me. 
why did you call it full blast coaching as well as full blast podcast? I mean, is that just, you yeah. know, lots of Mars energy in your chart somewhere or something? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Mars energy in my chart. It's funny. I named my kittens Mars and Jupiter and they live up to their names. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> um, the full blast. So it started with, I've lived a very interesting life, a very interesting life. And okay. I'm loud and I can be obnoxious and I am like, I don't hold myself back. And so I live my life at full blast and I always have. I'm the one that's like, let's go on an adventure. Let's go see what happens. And I do some stupid things sometimes, mm. but I always have an adventure and I always learn something. And to me, that became a bit of a motto for me. And as I was going through my rebrand, um, everybody, my friends kept saying, you need to write a book about your story because oh. I've got pretty wild stories. I once jumped a D8 cat over a train track after I hotwired it. What? Really crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the book turned into a blog. You can go and read those stories on my website. They're there. Yeah. Yeah. It still sounds um, like it should be a book anyway. That's that's cool. <laughs> yeah. One day it might be. I've got different focus right now, but it probably will be one day. Um, but I wrote it basically as like a bathroom reader because my stories are so entertaining. So it's now a yeah. blog. Um, but yeah, it just, the book was going to be called life at full blast. The whole, okay. it's just the way I live. I live out loud. Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. Very cool. Very inspirational. And, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, everything that you've shared here today, Cindy, I mean, yeah. I think I've covered everything that we could discuss. Is, is there any questions that I should have asked? No, I think you've covered everything and even a little bit more. It's great. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I love excellent. this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much as well. I've enjoyed my, our, our time as well. And I, I appreciate everything you've shared. So um, I think that we could end it just about here. So thank you so much, Cindy. For, it's been It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Bye for now. <laughs> bye. Well, it was a pleasure talking to um, Cindy. She's such a, a, a bright light in a sphere where sometimes people can get a bit distracted. And um, I think that it'd be very beneficial for people to take up her methods when it comes to uh, looking for paths in life. I mean, she's working that as a way of being a business strategist, but I think her tools would also play out uh, in ways that uh, would just assist people in basically moving along and getting things done, which we all need to do because procrastination seems to be a part of uh, a normal life cycle nowadays. And uh, yeah, maybe step on over to her website and have a look around. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to you coming back to listen next week. And if you have something you'd like to share on the show, please get in contact with me direct at supernormalized at proton.me. Until next week, bye for now.